Hey, all of you beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast, a show about releasing the stigma surrounding mental health and finally finding your own happiness. I'm your host, Carolyn Farrick, and I'm sharing my most vulnerable stories around my own mental health journey in an open and authentic way to help you feel less alone in your struggles. We all deserve to be happy and we don't need to find happiness alone. So welcome to the search committee. Hello to all my girls, gays, theys, and non-binary friends out there. Welcome back to another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast. As always, I am your host, Carolyn Farrick, and I am coming to you solo this week. I wanted to do a solo episode to check in with everybody for the month, just see, you know, how everyone's doing. I wanted to catch you guys up to speed on what's been happening in my life this month and just talk about what's going on with my own personal mental health. So (laughs) I had a lot going on this month. Um, As a lot of you probably don't know, my older sister, Emma, is actually getting married in September. And I am her maid, co-maid of honor. She had me and her best friend from college split the responsibilities. Um, so this past weekend, we actually had her bachelorette party weekend trip. So I definitely want to get into that whole trip, talk about, you know, just the responsibilities of planning a bachelorette party and coordinating, you know, like 14 fucking people all at once and how that whole weekend really impacted my mental health. Um, And yeah, so we're going to dive into bachelorette parties. We're going to be talking about insecurities um, and just kind of where I'm at in life and kind of my mentality going into this summer. So before we do that, we haven't actually done this in a while. If you're somebody who has listened to some of my earlier episodes, you may be familiar with this, but in the beginning of this podcast, I would use time every episode to just tell people to check in with themselves. Um, I personally have had a lot of chaos in my life lately. You know, I haven't been taking my medicine super regularly just because everything has been really stressful lately and money has been tight. And when money gets tight, I get super anxious about other areas. So I try and ration as much as I can. And medicine, you know, isn't always cheap. Um, I have insurance, which is nice, but it's still not always the cheapest thing to pay for. Um, So I've been trying to make my medication last, but at the same time, I know it's not good to not be taking it. Um, But the nice thing is I have been using a lot of the coping strategies that I have been learning through my own research and through the learning through this podcast to help me navigate my anxieties and my depression while being off my medication. So um just doing some small like breathwork exercises has really helped me, you know, um, actively combating my intrusive thoughts and my imposter syndrome and questioning things to see, hey, is this actually real or is this just shit my mind is making up? Um, and actually, shout out to Corbin, my boyfriend Corbin, if you guys don't know, um, he listens to a lot of like audiobooks and he's always trying to do his own research to help me out in any way that he can. And he actually found a tip that if you are starting to become anxious and you're finding your thoughts starting to race, then you have to think in your mind, okay, well, what am I actively going to think about next? You know, what's the next thing 
that my mind is going to be thinking about. And by distracting your mind in that way, you realize that you run out of things to think about pretty quickly. And using that tool is supposed to calm your body down and take your mind off of whatever current anxiety that you're worrying about and use it almost as a distraction tool. So just by those little things, like I said, breath work, thinking about those intrusive thoughts, questioning if they're real. And then if you are feeling anxious, asking your mind, well, what are we going to think about next? And kind of reconstructing that in like a positive way um, has really helped me manage my anxiety and my depression while being off the meds. But I want everybody to take this time right now to just check in with yourself. You know, it's a Monday. If you're listening to this podcast today, it comes out, it's a Monday. But regardless of what time of the week you're listening to this podcast, you can always use a moment to just slow down, check in with yourself and get a little bit of a refresh on your week. So right now I want everybody to just take a moment to focus on your breathing, focus on your body, focus on your mind, what's going on internally for you. If you are feeling very overwhelmed, try a simple breathwork exercise. I like to breathe in for four seconds. Hold that breath for four seconds. And then exhale for six seconds. And this exercise, that breathing exercise we just did really, really, really helps me, especially when I get nighttime anxiety. So as you guys might've known from earlier episodes in the podcast, I've always had a lot of anxiety around going to bed and going to sleep. And so sometimes, you know, my mind will be racing when I'm trying to go to sleep and I don't always want to, you know, start a big conversation with my boyfriend before bed to talk through those anxieties. So just by me doing those simple, quick breath work, I can pull myself out of it, calm my body down and finally get to a place of let's just go to bed. So whether you need to do some breathing, whether you need to have some inner conversations with yourself, um, whatever it may be, you know, do what you need to in this time and just make sure you're checking in with your body, make sure you're good for the day and really try and listen to what it is that you need in order to be okay in this moment. If you need to go eat, go eat. If you need some water, go go grab some water. If you're on your phone a ton, turn your phone off, you know, just completely cut off that distraction because I know I can get really sucked into my phone, especially when I'm anxious. I tell people, and I tell my therapist as I was talking to her about this, our last uh, session, I said, I know I'm not doing great mentally because I've been on Twitter a lot more. And Twitter used to be like my addiction. Like I could not get off Twitter until I was like done scrolling to the top of my tweets. You know, I had to be on Twitter like all of the time. I had to know what people were saying. I had to be in the know. And it was really damaging to my mental health because I'd be sucked on there for hours. And I was just like mindlessly scrolling and I didn't even like know what I was doing anymore. So the pandemic really helped me pull myself away from Twitter. And that was really great for my mental health because I didn't need to hear everyone's opinions 24 seven. I didn't need to see, you know, every play by play of what was happening in the media or with celebrities. It just wasn't benefiting me. And so I really do stay off Twitter a lot now, unless 
I'm doing bad mentally because when I'm doing bad mentally, you know, with my anxiety, I'm like, I need to self-soothe. I need a crutch. And Twitter was that crutch for me for a really long time. So if I'm spending a lot of time on Twitter, someone please check on me because that means I am mentally fucking unwell. All right, now that we checked in with ourselves and I ranted about some random stories that nobody wanted to hear anyway, um, let's just get into our main event topic, which is bachelorette parties. So as someone who has never been a maid of honor and who has never been in a wedding and someone who has never attended a bachelorette weekend, um, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Uh, We had a group of 14 girls that were supposed to come and we had a really great group of girls. It was, you know, me, my older sister, who's getting married, my two younger sisters, my mom, my aunt, my two cousins, um, Emma's two roommates from college. And then a couple of Emma's friends who she knows through her fiance were supposed to come. And then she had one more bridesmaid who was her fiance's sibling. Um, unfortunately, her fiance's sibling wasn't able to make it. And some of the friends ended up dropping out last minute. Um, but we still had, you know, a group of 11 girls. So I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, I'm somebody who, you know, doesn't always have the biggest group of girlfriends. I've had girlfriends in my life, but it's usually just one or two at a time. I've never been the type of girl that's like, hey, I'm gonna juggle like a big group of girlfriends because for me, it was just always like so much anxiety. Like who's talking about me behind my back or who's saying some shit or who's being nice to my face, but really like thinking mean thoughts about me in my head. So I would always have those insecurities, which prevented me from, you know, being integrated with big groups of girlfriends. Um, But Emma has always been the opposite. You know, she's always been super outgoing. She makes friends so easy. It's like a natural thing to her. So I was interested to see how the dynamic of the weekend would go. Um, Not that anyone would like be mean or like, you know, I didn't think anybody would be nasty, but with my anxiety and just how I am as a person, I always have that worry in the back of my head. And last month, the solo episode, I talked a lot about me not feeling good enough for myself and I'm not perfect for me or I'm not enough for me. And so that insecurity is something that I really, really hold on to, especially when I'm around a lot of people. So this whole month was basically shot for me because before the trip, I was just trying to shove everything in, get everything done so I could just enjoy myself on this trip. I wanted to make sure we had, you know, everything set and ready to go. We did a whole weekend from Thursday to Sunday in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Um, We didn't want to do Nashville because that's not Emma's vibe. She's like a mother of two and she just wanted to have more of a low key weekend, especially since my aunt and my mom were coming. So she wanted to do more of like hikes in the Great Smoky Mountains and going to restaurants and going to shops. And we did like a walk around wine tasting um, in this one like really touristy area. So there was a bunch of like shops and stuff to do besides the wine tasting. Um, so it wasn't a lot of like going out and getting shit faced, which a lot of bachelorette party weekends are mainly focused around, but we got a whole big cabin. You know, I 
put together a whole picture wall. Me and the co-maid of honor got like cowboy hats and sashes and sunglasses and these cute little um, plastic shot rings for everybody. So we just wanted to make sure like every girl had some fun little accessories for the weekend. We got cups for everybody, like wine tumblers. And of course, you know, we had to have penis straws. It wouldn't be a bachelorette party if there weren't purple and pink penis straws everywhere. Um, So planning for everything went pretty smooth, you know, like we got everything together well enough in advance. We got everything down there. No one forgot anything. Um, And we had a really great weekend. Like I had so much fun. I know everybody else had a really great time. It was so much fun to just like hang out with my sisters and hang out with my aunt and hang out with my cousin and have a girl's weekend because everybody on that trip was also like in a relationship. Nobody was single. And so I feel like a lot of us with how busy our lives are now is we spend so much time with our significant others or like if me and my family are getting together, all of our significant others are showing up and hanging out as well. So it was kind of cool to just like have a weekend with just the girls and just really hang out with like my cousins like we used to. And it was just, it was such a fun time. But with that being said, you know, bachelorette party weekends are a lot irregardless of if they're a great time everybody has a perfect weekend you know no major things go wrong there's still gonna be that like mental aspect of you're dealing with 11 girls all at one time and everybody does stuff a different way and everybody runs on a different schedule and everybody has different needs and wants at different times and you know some people are going to be super energetic at points and others are going to be drained So it's really mentally exhausting, especially as the co-maid of honor and the organizer for this event, because I'm a people pleaser and an empath. So I'm constantly trying to feel out, well, what does everyone else want to do? And how is everyone else feeling? And Emma's kind of the same way. So she was also kind of doing that same thing the whole weekend. Like, well, what does everyone want to do? And is everyone having a good time? And we just tell her, you know, Emma, make a decision. Just pick where you want to eat. Like, this is your weekend. It's about you. You aren't the one who needs to be worrying about everybody. I was like, that's what I'm here for. Like, I'll worry about that shit and I'll still have a good weekend, whatever. So as someone who is an empath and a people pleaser and also an introvert, you know, all that shit going on, um, I get drained being around so many people so quickly. And I loved every single person that came this weekend. I had nothing against anybody. It's just constantly being around people for such a long period of time. I was drained by like the second day. Like we went out to dinner the first night had a chill night, you know, did some wine tastings, did some moonshine tastings, walked around and chopped a little bit. And then we were all in bed by 11 because we had just drove the whole day. So we were exhausted. But the next morning we woke up and we did a three mile hike in the Smokies. And then we went to this touristy area and did this like sky bridge thing where you took a ski lift up the hill of the mountain. And then you walked across this bridge that was just suspending over the mountains and everything. And you had this gorgeous view and it was like so cool to be up there. But after a three mile hike and after a morning of just everybody being on different levels and being in different places, you know, at that point you're in the sun for so long, you're dehydrated, you're hungry, you're tired. And at that point, you know, 
people started to get a little cranky. And by people, I mean my sister (laughs) and not the one who's getting married, but my younger sister and I kind of had moments where she was pissing me off and I was pissing her off. And it was just like, at that point, we had been together for too long that we didn't get that space in our alone time. And we both have social batteries that get drained being around people. So, you know, we kind of went at each other and I was like, okay, you're the older one. You're the one who's the maid of honor. You're the one who has more responsibility here. Like you have to suck it up and be the adult. But in those moments, instead of, you know, doing what I would when I was younger, which would be like combating and fighting and like talking shit to other people, I literally just separated myself from her and like, took some time to myself. I was like, I'm not going to talk to anybody for a little bit. Just going to be here. I'm going to catch up on my phone since we have service at this point. And I just like pulled back for a minute because, you know, I can be a lot too. And I know that, but instead of feeding into those insecurities and feeding into the, oh, she's pissed at me. So everyone else probably thinks I'm annoying and everyone hates me and nobody wants you here. Cause that's what was going through my head is all of those insecurities thinking, you know, like I'm never good enough to be a part of the group. Like I don't fit in. So people are just tolerating me until I get too annoying. And then they're like, ugh, why is she here? Like she just has to be here. Um, which isn't the case. Again, that's just my internal thoughts that are always coming at me. And it's not like people are actually saying this to me. So instead of feeding into that and letting that ruin the rest of my day, the rest of my weekend, I was like, just take a step back, you know, chill. Like everyone else is adults. Everyone's capable of figuring out what we're going to do next. Like you can just pull to the back and not be like, the one in everyone's face telling people what to do right now. And I think that was really helpful for me because like I said, I'm very insecure about being too much or, you know, making people feel like I don't belong there and they don't want me there. And so just reminding myself that that wasn't true, that, you know, everyone's just having a moment. We're all tired. We're all hot. We all need some water. Just like, chill for a second and things will blow over. And then we went back to the cabin. You know, I took my alone time. I took a beautiful bubble bath. They had these giant jacuzzi tubs in like the bottom uh, master bathrooms. And so I took a like long soak in this tub. I fell asleep for a little bit. I had my alone time and then I was good to go. You know, me and Rachel squashed our beef. It wasn't even actually beef. Like her personality just sometimes like she's trying to be funny and it comes across as very like aggressive sometimes. Um, But we were good. You know, we were fine. We basically were around each other the rest of the night um, and the rest of the weekend. We were fine after that. But that was one of the big insecurities for me was especially just being around my sisters and like bringing up those childhood insecurities and feelings of like, oh, everyone gets annoyed with you so easily or everybody thinks you're like too much. Those kinds of things, you know, I just had to let that go and realize, you know, this weekend isn't about me and I can't, you know, throw a hissy fit or do what I used to do when I was younger. So I think that was a very mature moment for me. We're aging. She's 25 now. She's growing up. We love it. (laughs) So on the theme of insecurities and bachelorette party weekends, another big insecurity that I ran into on this trip was my body image. And 
if you know me as a person, you know, my body image is something that I've always struggled with. Um, I was very athletic when I was younger. You know, I did dance, I did cheer, I did soccer. I played basketball, even though I was never good at any of these sports. Don't get it twisted. I was never good at this shit, but I still did it. I used to be a swimmer. I used to play hockey for 10 years. I did track for a little bit in high school. And so while I don't view myself as an athletic person, um, I was always like in sports because it was what everyone else was doing. And obviously with ice hockey, it was something my dad had done and he wanted one of us to do it because he didn't have any sons. So I was the one who got into it earliest and I just kind of stuck with it because it made him happy and he loved it. Plus it was just really cool. Like, you know, it's really cool to do, but anyway, I digress. Um, I've always struggled with my body image issues because ever since I was in sixth grade, um, I started to get a little chubbier, like, you know, how everyone goes through an awkward phase and you put on a little weight and then you grow out of it. That's exactly what happened to me. I put on a little weight in sixth grade. Um, and then, you know, eventually I thinned out and with playing hockey, I, you know, was in good shape, but to me after sixth grade, I was always the fat kid. And people would say things to me in sixth grade, you know, like boys would kind of make fun of me and the friends that I had were super skinny. Um, and they, you know, would always be so healthy, like their families, I'd go over to their house and they would eat so healthy. They would be so active. And that wasn't really the case at my house. It's not like we were super unhealthy. It's just that my parents never put that pressure on, oh, you have to diet or you have to be skinny, or you can only eat like salads with oil-based dressings and things like that. Like that wasn't our family. So while like it didn't come from my own home, every time I would go over to my friend's house, I would be like so overly cautious about what I was eating because I was like, I don't want them to think that I'm like the fat kid who just eats a bunch. And so I really try and like watch what I was eating when I was at other people's houses, because I literally thought, you know, I was like, I'm like this fat kid. They're just being friends with me out of pity. Like they don't actually like me. And so those were like deep rooted insecurities that I carried with me for a long time. And I still carry those insecurities with me. I just don't talk about them. And it always, it's always a thing for me. I always think I'm bigger than I am. And now that I'm at a point where, you know, pre-COVID I was like this, healthiest I well not the health I don't want to say healthy because it wasn't healthy I was working a serving job I was working like 60 hours a week I'd walk 20,000 plus steps a day because I would not stop moving but like then I was hardly eating but to me I would step on a scale and I would say oh you weigh 150 and that's what you weighed like in high school and to me that's like a low number so I was like great cool like you're skinny and skinny means healthy and skinny means pretty and so even pre-pandemic you know I was in that mindset of like a harmful mindset of like well the number on the scale is the only thing that matters and so in the pandemic I got into my relationship and I put on a lot of relationship weight and I put on a lot of pandemic weight because there's nothing to do and nowhere to move and you know, then the surgery happened and I couldn't walk around for four months. So I did put on a lot of weight there too. And, you know, I still haven't had a chance to get back to a spot where my body feels comfortable and healthy, but like, oddly enough, I weigh the most I ever have in my life. And mentally my mindset has changed 
that now I'm like, I don't even mind that my body's a little bit bigger because, you know, I still like look in the mirror and I think like, oh, you know, I want to be skinnier. I want to lose this weight. I don't like this part of me, but at the same time, I don't like stress over it as much because I'm like the happiest I've ever been. And I feel the safest I've ever been. And I feel like my body has been there through so much for me. And the fact that I'm able to even bounce back after this surgery is huge because like, it wasn't just like, I broke my ankle. Like I broke my ankle and I tore ligaments. I had to put, get like a plate and nine screws put into my ankle. And even my like physical therapist will tell me, you know, they're like the fact that you can even have this much mobility and even be like this back to normal at this point in like the recovery process is like unheard of for a lot of people. And so instead of being hard on my body and hating my body, I've started to be thankful and just realize that like, you know, you're not always going to be a fucking stick. It's not realistic. Even people who are skinny, you're going to eat, you're going to bloat, you're going to have like different times where you're just not feeling your best, but that doesn't mean you need to love your body any less. And so being on a bachelorette trip with 11 girls who are all very skinny And then there's me who, you know, definitely is bigger, obviously visibly and no one, you know, no one commented on my body weight, but here I am sitting there every time I put on an outfit. Oh, do I look fat? Am I too big? Is this too much? You know, are people going to get offended by how I look instead of like thinking in my mind, oh, this is a cute outfit or I like how these shorts fit. Or, oh, like, I look really good today. You know, I'm constantly thinking about, well, what are other people thinking? What are other people going to say? Like, do I look ugly? And the thing is, like, looking back on the pictures, no, I don't look big. I don't look ugly. I don't look like I stand out. I'd already been coming at myself for, like, being fat and ugly and gross when that's not reality. Again, it's just my head telling me lies. Um, But after that point, I was like, you know what? Like who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck if I'm not the skinniest bitch in the group? I'm me. I'm good enough. I don't care. I'm still a fun fucking time. You know, even though I use alcohol as a crutch for my anxiety and whenever I drink, it's because I'm insecure. And I was very insecure on the day that we did go out on this trip and I did over drink and get the drunkest. Um, but that's like normal for me because like, I really lean into drinking when I'm anxious, but even when I'm anxious and I'm drunk, like I'm still having fun and I want other people to have fun. And, you know, sometimes my version of fun is a little excessive to other people's version of fun, but that's who I am. Take it or leave it. You know, like I'm the one who planned the fucking weekend. I'm the one who's the maid of honor. You know, I don't have to explain myself to anybody and laughing it off and just, you know, being like, whatever, like it's fine. Because I don't need to hold on to that shit anymore. You know, if you're somebody who's insecure about your body, fuck what other people think. Fuck them. Fuck them. Because you do you, you know, nobody knows what's going on in your life. Maybe, you know, like for me, I had a medical procedure and I couldn't move for months at a time. So yeah, I'm not going to be, you know, a little skinny twig, but like, I'm also 25 years old. So like the body image that like 
I'm obsessing over is people who are much younger than me who, you know, like your body's going to change as you get older. You can't, you know, hold yourself at fault for just natural body changes. Yeah. Could I work out more? Sure. Could I eat better? Yeah. But like, I don't think I need to like obsess over those things in order to feel comfortable in my body. Because even today, before I sat down to record this podcast, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, holy shit, I look great. You know, I feel good. I feel healthy. I feel happy. You know, I feel finally at a place in my life where I feel like myself again. And so I think it was good to have these insecurities come up on the bachelorette trip because I haven't felt these insecurities in a really long time. And so being at a new place in my life and having a new mindset and feeling more secure in myself, regardless of if my physical appearance matches that or not, you know, I have found this new internal confidence that I don't need to worry about these things anymore. And these things that I'm obsessing over or that I used to obsess over are the reason that, you know, I have so many mental health struggles because I get stuck in these ruts and I get stuck in the dark places and you don't need to get stuck in that cycle. You can change your thought process. You can pull yourself out. You can, you know, talk about it to people. You only give things the ability to hurt you if you give them power. And by giving them power, you think about them and you worry about them and you obsess over them. So just, you know, like brushing it off and being like, well, that's just one person's opinion. That's not my reality. And I think that's important for a lot of people to hear because it's hard to think in that way. It's not like something you can switch overnight, just be like, well, I'm going to fix it by thinking this way. It's something you have to actively practice and work towards. And it's not easy, but it's possible. And so I'm glad those insecurities came up. I'm glad I dealt with them. I'm glad that I know, you know, once again, my worth and my value and just who I am as a person isn't defined by those trivial like appearance things because deep down I know who I am as a person and I'm always coming from a place of good intentions. So, you know, I'm doing my best and if that's not always received by others, then there's nothing I can do about it. So, With that being said, I had a kick-ass bachelorette weekend with Emma. I was so happy everyone got to celebrate her. She was so, so thankful for everything we did, and she had such a good time. She gave birth back in February, so this was her first real, like, weekend of not having to worry about her fiance or worry about her kids or worry about what's going on at home. Like, she just got to have a full-blown vacation, so I was so happy for her. So now that I'm back from the bachelorette trip and I've had kind of that time to think about, you know, what's going on with my mental state and working through those insecurities, um, I've been really thinking about, you know, where I'm going to focus my energy this summer. And yes, I've been trying to focus on my mental health. Yes, I've been trying to give myself, you know, mental health days or self-love days or time to just, you know, do me. And I think this summer, I really just want to focus on living. 
you know, because since I started this podcast back in November, I've been very focused on working and trying to make sure I'm okay outside of, you know, my nine to five, because I left my job and I left grad school. And so I'm trying to now navigate this online business space, um, you know, trying to make the podcast work, trying to make virtual assistant work, work. And I've been so focused on how am I going to make money and how am I going to make these things happen? And how am I going to do this, this, and this, and with being an OCPD perfectionist and always being hypervigilant of work and kind of sucking myself into work, I've realized that, you know, yes, I need to work. Yes. I need to do that stuff. But the whole reason I made this switch and started to do online work was so I could focus more time on living. And instead of focusing my energy on a whole work-life balance, all of my energy has just been going into the work focus and stressing about money and all the trivial, like, you know, day-to-day stuff that I've got sucked into that for months. And I haven't been really doing as much for me and taking that bachelorette weekend, taking that vacation, taking that time to go to a new place and get into a new headspace and to just be in nature and be reminded that there's so much more going on in the world than my worries that I have the same worries every single day, day in and day out, because, you know, there's so much more to life than the shit that I'm focusing on right now. And you know, yes, I'm trying to start a new business. Yes, I'm trying to do these things. And yes, you need to grind during that time period. But I feel like without that work-life balance, what's the point? Because if I'm just trying to work all the time, then, you know, the podcast isn't as fun or I'm not as fun. And if I'm just exhausted and drained from focusing on my energy about worrying on how I'm going to get to the next step, then I'm never going to get where I want to go because I'm just going to be too fucking tired to get there. So I've decided that this summer I'm going to try and do the bare minimum work related and I'm just going to have more me time, you know, work maybe like three or four days a week because I can now with my flexible schedule, I can get it all done. You know, I could work two days a week if I fucking wanted to. And Focusing, you know, more on cramming the work into like one or two days and then just having more days open for me to go walk around at parks or go to different events around the city. I know in summer they have a lot of festivals and a lot of farmers markets that happen during the day. So just being able to take that time to do me, focus on me because not stressing about money, not stressing about working, not stressing about, you know, what's my next move, then I hope I can start to just live my life more organically and more authentically and just have more fucking fun. And then hopefully, you know, based off of those real life experiences that I'm having, then I can think, oh, that'd be cool to talk about on the podcast, or that'd be cool to make some like content about, you know, I don't want to be living to make content. I want to be living. And if I happen to document that and share it with people, then that's what I want. You know, I want to have more of those little moments, like those moments where you're just in complete bliss and everything feels at peace and just, you know, life is good. And I think that's a good mentality to have going into summer, you know, just have fun, do you, and vibe.
So as we prepare for this summer, I'm excited to just kind of take it easy and get back to, you know, a little bit of normalcy just after the pandemic, after the ankle break, you know, just figuring out my groove and what works for me because I really do kind of want to become a better version of myself and I would like to be more active again, you know, take more walks, take more hikes, have more fun. You know, I want to do a lot of pool chilling this summer. I want to take it easy. I don't want to be stressed. I just want to have fun. And that's the whole point of this podcast. So I hope by me being a little more laid back and focusing more on my own happiness this summer, I can help you guys um, find some other ways to also have a good summer yourself and then help you hopefully find some happiness in your own day-to-day lives, wherever you can get it. All right, serotonin searchers, that is it for another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast. Thank you all for being here for another week with me. If you guys are liking these episodes and enjoying the content I'm putting out, please, please, please go rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, If you're not already following the Search for Serotonin podcast on Instagram, go give that a follow so you can stay up to date with everything that I have going on. All right, you guys, I hope you have a great start to your summer and I hope you have a happy Memorial Day and a great rest of your week. Happy Monday, you guys, and always remember this world is better with you in it. This week's song is Why Can't We Be Friends by Bryce Fine. This song perfectly sums up how I feel about me and my own insecurities and the constant thought of why can't we just be friends and be on the same page. So if you want to listen to Why Can't We Be Friends by Bryce Fine, you can find it on the Search for Serotonin playlist, which is linked in the show notes. Have a great Monday, and I'll see you guys back here next week.